Act Three of The Taming of the Shrew by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three. Scene One, Padua, a room in Baptista's house. Enter Lucentio, Hortensio, and Bianca. Fiddler, forbear! You've grown too forward, sir. Have you so soon forgot the entertainment her sister Catherine welcomed you withal? But, wrangling pedant, this is the patroness of heavenly harmony. Then give me leave to have prerogative, and when in music we have spent an hour, your lecture shall have leisure for as much preposterous ass that never read so far to know the cause why music was ordained was it not to refresh the mind of man after his studies or his usual pain then give me leave to read philosophy and while i pause serve in your harmony sirrah i will not bear these braves of thine why gentlemen you do me double wrong to strive for that which resteth in my choice I am no breaching scholar in the schools. I'll not be tied to hours nor appointed times, but learn my lessons as I please myself. And to cut off all strife, here, sit we down, take you your instrument, play you the wiles. His lecture will be done ere you have tuned. You'll leave his lecture when I am in tune? Retires. Oh, that will be never. Tune your instrument. Where left we last? Here, madam, uh, hic ibad simois, hic est sigea telus, hic stetirat priami regia celsa senis. Construe them. Uh, hic ibad, as I told you before, simois, I am Lucentio, hic est son unto Vincentio of Pisa, sigea uh, telus, disguised thus to get your love. Uh, hic stetirat. And that Lucentio that comes a-wooing, uh, Priami, is my man, Tranio, uh, Regia, bearing my port, Celsusenis, that we might beguile the old pantaloon. Hortensio, returning. Uh, madam, my instrument's in tune. Let's hear. Hortensio plays. Oh, fie, the treble jars. Oh, spitting the whole man in tune again. Now, let me see if I can construe it. Hic ebat simois, I know you not. Hic est sigea telos, I trust you not. Hic steterat priami, take heed he hear us not. Regea, presume not. Celsa senis, despair not. Madam, <laughs> tis now in tune. Oh, how but the bass? The bass is right, tis the bass knave that jars. How fiery and forward our pedant is! Aside. Now for my life the knave doth court my love. Pevescule, I'll watch you better yet. In time I may believe, yet I mistrust. Mistrust it not, for sure. Eacides was Ajax, called so from his grandfather. 
I must believe my master, else I promise you I should be arguing still upon that doubt. But let it rest. Now, Licio, to you, good master, take it not unkindly, pray, that I have been thus pleasant with you both. Hortensio, to Lucentio. You may go walk and leave me a while. My lessons make no music in three parts. How are you so formal, sir? Aside. Well, I must wait. And watch withal. For but I be deceived, our fine musician groweth amorous. Madam, before you touch the instrument to learn the order of my fingering, I must begin with rudiments of art to teach you gamut in a briefer sort more pleasant, pithy, and effectual, than hath been taught by any of my trade. And there it is in writing, fairly drawn. Why, I am past my gamut long ago. Yet read the gamut of Hortensio. Gamut. I am the ground of all accord, a, re, to plead Hortensio's passion, b, me, Bianca, take him for thy lord, c, Fa ut that loves with all affection. Di sol re, one clef, two notes have I. E la mi, show pity or I die. Call you this gamut. Tut, I like it not. Old fashions please me best. I am not so nice to change true rules for odd inventions. Enter a servant. Mistress, your father prays you leave your books and help to dress your sister's chamber up. You know, tomorrow is the wedding day. Farewell, sweet masters both. I must be gone. Exeunt Bianca and servant. Faith, mistress, that I have no cause to stay. Exit. But I have cause to pry into this pedant. Methinks he looks as though he were in love. Yet if thy thoughts, Bianca, be so humble, To cast thy wandering eyes on every stale, Seize thee that list. If once I find thee ranging, Hortensio will be quit with thee by changing. Exit. Scene two. The same. Before Baptista's house. Enter Baptista, Gremio, Tranio, Caterina, Bianca, Lucentio, and attendants. Baptista, Tutranio. Signor Lucentio, this is the point day that Catherine and Petruccio shall be married, and yet we hear not of our son-in-law. What will be said? What mockery will it be to want a bridegroom when the priest attends to speak the ceremonial rites of marriage? What says Lucentio to this shame of ours? No shame but mine. I must, forsooth, be forced to give my hand, opposed against my heart, unto a mad-brained Rudesby, full of spleen, who wooed in haste and means to wed at leisure. I told you, I, he was a frantic fool, hiding his bitter jests and blunt behaviour, and to be noted for a merry man. He'll woo a thousand, point the day of marriage, make friends invited, and proclaim the bands, yet never means to wed where he hath wooed. Now must the world point at poor Catherine, and say, Lo, there is mad Petruccio's wife. If it would please him, come and marry her. Patience, good Catherine, and Baptista, too. Upon my life, Petruccio means but well. Whatever fortune stays him from his word, though he be blunt, I know him passing wise. Though he be merry, yet withal he's honest. Would Catherine had never seen him, though. Exit, weeping 
followed by Bianca and others. Go, girl, I cannot blame thee now to weep, for such an injury would vex a very saint, much more a shoe of thy impatient humour. Enter Biondello. Master, master, news, old news, and such news as you never heard of. Is it new and old too? How may that be? Why is it not news to hear of Petruchio's coming? Is he come? Why, no, sir. What then? He is coming. When will he be here? When he stands where I am and sees you there. But say, what to thine old news? Why, Petruchio is coming, in a new hat, and an old jerkin, a pair of old breeches thrice turned, a pair of boots that have been candle-cases, one buckled, another laced, an old rusty sword ta'en out of the town armoury, with a broken hilt, and chapeless, with two broken points, his horse hipped with an old mothy saddle, and stirrups of no kindred, besides possessed with the glanders and like to mows in the chine, troubled with the lampus, infected with the fashions, full of wingles, sped with spavins, rayed with the yellows, past cure of the fives, stark spoiled with the staggers, benorn with the bots, swayed in the back and shoulder-shotten, near-legged before, and with a half-checked bit, and a head-stall of sheep's leather, which, being restrained to keep him from stumbling, hath been often burst, and now repaired with knots, one girth six times pierced, and a woman's crupper of velour, which hath two letters for her name fairly set down in studs, and here and there pierced with pack-thread. Who comes with him? Oh, sir, his lackey, for all the world comparisons like the horse, with a linen stock on one leg, and a cursy boot-hose on the other, gartered with a red and blue list, an old hat, and the humour of forty fancies pricked, int for a feather, a monster, a very monster in apparel, and not like a Christian footboy or a gentleman's lackey. "'Tis some odd humour pricks him to this fashion, yet oftentimes lie goes but mean apparelled. "'I'm glad he's come, howsoe'er he comes.' "'Why, sir, he comes not.' "'Didst thou not say he comes?' "'Who? That Petruchio came?' "'Ay, that Petruchio came.' "'No, sir, I say his horse comes, with him on his back.' "'Why, that's all one.' "'Nay, by St. Jamie, I hold you a penny. A horse and a man is more than one.' and yet not many. Enter Petruchio and Grumio. Come, where be these gallants? Who is at home? You are welcome, sir. And yet I come not well. And yet you hold not? Not so well apparelled as I wish you were. Were it better, I should rush in thus. But where is Kate? Where is my lovely bride? How does my father? And wherefore gaze this goodly company? As if they saw some wondrous monument, some comet, or unusual prodigy. Why, sir, you know this is your wedding day. First were we sad, fearing you would not come, now sadder that you come so unprovided. Fie, doff this habit, shame to your estate, an eyesore to our solemn festival. And tell us what occasion of import hath all so long detained you from your wife, and sent you hither so unlike yourself. Tedious it were to tell, and harsh to hear. Sufficeth, I am come to keep my word though in some part enforced to digress, which at more leisure I will so excuse, as you shall well be satisfied withal. But where is Kate? I stay too long from her. 
the morning wears tis time we were at church see not your bride in these unreverent robes go to my chamber put on clothes of mine not i believe me thus i'll visit her but thus i trust you will not marry her good sooth even thus therefore i done with words to me she's married not unto my clothes could i repair what she will wear in me as i can change these poor accoutrements twere well for kate and better for myself but what a fool am i to chat with you when i should bid good morrow to my bride and seal the title with a lovely kiss exeunt petruccio grumio and biondello he hath some meaning in his mad attire we will persuade him be it possible to put on better ere he go to church i'll after him and see the event of this exeunt baptista gremio and attendants but to her love concerneth us to add her father's liking which to bring to pass as i before imparted to your worship i am to get a man whate'er he be it skills not much will fit him to our turn and he shall be vincencio of pisa and make assurance here in padua of greater sums than i have promised so shall you quietly enjoy your hope and marry sweet bianca with consent were it not that my fellow schoolmaster doth watch bianca's steps so narrowly twere good methinks to steal our marriage which once performed let all the world say no i'll keep mine own despite of all the world that by degrees we mean to look into and watch our vantage in this business we'll overreach the greybeard gremio the narrow prying father minilla the quaint musician amorous licio all for my master's sake lucentio re-enter gremio signor gremio came you from the church as willingly as e'er i came from school and is the bride and bridegroom coming home a bridegroom say you tis a groom indeed a grumbling groom and that the girl shall find cursed her than she why tis impossible why he's a devil a devil a very fiend why she's a devil a devil the devil's dam tut she's a lamb a dove a fool to him i'll tell you sir lucentio when the priest should ask if catherine should be his wife i by gog's wounds quoth he and swore so loud that all amazed the priest let fall the book and as he stooped again to take it up the mad-brained bridegroom took him such a cuff that down fell the priest and book and book and priest now take them up quoth he if any list what said the wench when he rose again trembled and shook for why he'd stamped and swore as if the vicar meant to cozen him but after many ceremonies done he calls for wine a health quoth he as if he had been abroad, carousing to his mates after a storm, quaffed off the muscadel and threw the sops all in the sexton's face, having no other reason but that his beard grew thin and hungrily, and seemed to ask him sops as he was drinking. This done, he took the bride about the neck and kissed her lips with such a clamorous smack that at the parting all the church did echo. And I, seeing this, came thence for very shame, and after me I know the rout is coming. Such a mad marriage never was before. Hark, hark, I hear the minstrels play. Enter Petruccio, Caterina, Bianca, Baptista, Hortensio, Grumio, and Train. Gentlemen and friends, I thank you for your pains. I know you think to dine with me to-day, and have prepared great store of wedding cheer. But so it is, my haste doth call me hence, and therefore here I mean to take my leave. Is it possible you will away to-night? I must away to-day before night come. Make it no wonder, 
if you knew my business, you would entreat me rather go than stay. And, honest company, I thank you all that have beheld me give away myself to this most patient, sweet, and virtuous wife. Dine with my father, drink a health to me, for I must hence, and farewell to you all. Let us entreat you stay till after dinner. It may not be. Let me entreat you. It cannot be. Let me entreat you. I am content. Are you content to stay? I am content you shall entreat me stay, but yet not stay. Entreat me how you can. Now, if you love me, stay. Gromeo, my horse. Ay, sir. They be ready. The oats have eaten the horses. Nay, then, do what thou canst. I will not go to-day. No, nor to-morrow, not till I please myself. The door is open, sir, there lies your way. You may be jogging while your boots are green. For me, I'll not be gone till I please myself. Tis like you'll prove a jolly surly groom, that take it on you at the first so roundly. O oh, Kate, content thee. Prithee, be not angry. I will be angry. What hast thou to do? Father, be quiet. He shall stay my leisure. Ay, merry, sir. Now it begins to work. Gentlemen, forward to the bridal dinner. I see a woman may be made a fool, if she had not a spirit to resist. They shall go forward, Kate, at thy command. Obey the bride, you that attend on her. Go to the feast, revel, and domineer. Carouse full measure to her maidenhead. Be mad and merry, or go hang yourselves. But for my bonny Kate, she must with me. Nay, look not big, nor stamp, nor stare, nor fret. I will be master of what is mine own. She is my goods, my chattels, she is my house, my household stuff, my field, my barn, my horse, my ox, my ass, my anything. And here she stands. Touch her, whoever dare. I'll bring mine action on the proudest he that stops my way in Padua. Grumio, draw forth thy weapon. We are beset with thieves. Rescue thy mistress, if thou be a man. Fear not, sweet wench, they shall not touch thee, Kate. I'll buckler thee against a million. Exeunt Petruccio, Caterina, and Grumio. Nay, let them go, a couple of quiet ones. Went they not quickly, I should die with laughing. Of all mad matches, never was the like. Uh, mistress, what's your opinion of your sister? Being mad herself, she's madly mated. I warrant him, Petruccio is cated. Neighbors and friends, Though bride and bridegroom wants for to supply the places at the table, you know there wants no junkets at the feast. Lucentio, you shall supply the bridegroom's place, and let Bianca take her sister's room. Shall sweet Bianca practice how to bride it? She shall, Lucentio. Come, gentlemen, let's go. Excellent. End of Act Three.